Now, it was a case that shocked the country when the body of a baby boy was discovered on White Strand Beach in Carasivine in County Kerry on April the 14th, 1984. After decades of no movement in the case, a man in his 60s and a woman in her 50s were arrested yesterday evening on suspicion of murder. They were detained at Listowel and Castle Island Garda stations. Former journalist with the Irish Examiner, Donal Hickey, was one of the first on the scene in April of 1984, subsequently reporting on an investigation that confounded Angarda Shiakona. Donald, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Now, this was an extraordinary case for those of us who remember it. Uh, I mean, the nation was truly shocked that the body of a baby uh, should be found in this way and that foul play had occurred. Yes, indeed. And, uh, of course, it took on a life of its own very quickly. And um, when it led to, to number two, the arrest of Joan Hayes and all that, but probably uh, the people will probably remember the tribunal, which came s several months later, probably much more vividly. And uh, it's a story that has lasted for almost 40 years in the public memory, and it has never really gone away, as we well know. So, uh, I mean, it just goes on and on. And now, let's go been... back in time. Uh, and how Joanne Hayes uh, actually came into the frame in the first place? Yes, well, um, as you said earlier, it's, it all started with the finding of, uh, of a baby's body on the beach near Cara Savine. And, of course, a pretty intensive guard investigation followed that for a number of weeks. And that was focused entirely on the Cara Savine area because they presumed that the baby had to, uh, to you know, originate in that locality. But uh, they threw up no clues whatsoever and they drew blanks everywhere in that investigation, and they began to look further outside the area. And what came to their attention was that a young woman from North Kerry, about 40 or 50 miles away from Carsevine, had given birth to a baby, and they, uh, they pursued that line of investigation, which led them to Joanne Hayes, who was a 25-year-old single mother from Abbey Dorney, just north of Tralee. And she was arrested, taken into custody, and... Uh, she, she made a number of confessions, including one that she had, you know, that, uh, that the that Carstavine baby was hers. Now, as we well know now, that was subsequently proved to be totally false, that she could not have been the mother of the Carstavine baby. Now, so the, the, the confusion on on arose on because, uh, you, you know, she was um, in the frame because she had been observed to be pregnant and then there was no, no baby. That's true, yes, but she insisted all the time that she, her baby was actually concealed in the family farm at Abbey Dorney. And she asked the guards to go out and search there, and if they did do a search, it was a very poor search because they found nothing. And the baby in Abbey Dorney wasn't actually found uh, for a number of weeks later, and it was found on the evening after she had been actually charged with the murder of the Carstavine baby. Now, it was so found... then they came up this extraordinary theory that uh, Joanne Hayes had had twins, and twins. That, uh, th that one of them had uh, died and was uh, buried on the farm, and the other had been obviously killed and disposed of on the beach. Uh, yes. An extraordinary set of coincidences that would have had to have been true for this theory to hold any water, and yet that's what they worked on. They worked on that theory, yes, but 
the science blew that out of the water completely because the blood groupings didn't match and the DNA proved that Joanne Hayes and Jeremiah Locke, the, the man with whom she, uh, she, she, she was in a relationship at the time, could not have been the parents of the Carsevine yeah. baby. Now, as I recall it, there was another theory that they advanced at the time, and this was that uh, Joanne Hayes had had twins, but they were conceived by different fathers. Yes. Well, I think that was even more absurd, to be honest with you, and that was known as super fecundation, which is a term that blew us all out of the water at the time because we, we were not very scientific. But I think that only added to the absurdity of the whole case. Yeah. No one believed that. It theory. does exist in, in, in the animal kingdom, for example. Uh, cats can have a litter of kittens with different fathers uh, providing the, the DNA for that particular litter. But it is not um, commonly recorded in humankind, if at all. But anyway, that's it's the theory the they were pursuing. Uh, what right, gave yeah. rise to the tribunal, uh, Donald? Because, I mean, the Kerry well, Babies Tribunal ran and ran and ran. It ran for 82 days from January until June, and the re to really get down to the nub of the Kerry Babies Tribunal, it centred really on how the Gardaí handled the investigation. And the real genesis of the whole case was, how come this young woman came to be charged with a murder she could not have committed? And that really was central to the whole case. Now, as we know, uh, the focus lifted very early on from that line of pursuit uh, to Joanne Hayes's private life. And uh, really, that was a big focus of the investigation, which went into very intimate details of her relationship with Jeremiah Locke, for instance. And it definitely led to a lot of, of protests and criticism. And um, pe pe people were very angered by the way this young woman was being treated at the tribunal. And unfortunately, it lifted the focus from what was the, the real um, job of the tribunal, i.e. to find out one, how the Gardaí uh, really handled this whole investigation and the fact that how come Joanne Hayes came to be charged with this murder that she just could not have committed. Now, and that was the essence of the whole story. The, the, the furore uh, around Joanne Hayes uh, in the, the, and the way she was treated in the tribunal probably gave rise to a change in uh, public attitudes, I would say, because most right-thinking well, people see, were appalled the whole, the whole at the way... Was, the whole thing was influenced by the sexual mores of the era. Remember, we're talking about 40 years ago, uh, a, a time when contraception was available only to married couples. There was no divorce. Yeah. Uh, no abortion, of course. Homosexuality was still outlawed. And that's, you can see, just imagine the changes since in Irish society. And yeah. there are people who believe that the Kerry babies really influenced a lot of those changes in Irish society. But it was, it was a very Absolutely. different type but of society. But you see, what, what I'm getting at is that there were rather older people and generally male who were involved in both the investigations and at the tribunal itself and the lawyers and so on. Um, the swinging 60s had begun more than 20 years before. We've yes. had flower power in the 70s, and here in the 80s, we have these incredibly backward attitudes still persisting in higher levels of the Garda Síochána and the judiciary. That is very true, and it was an all-male tribunal, and uh, it was, as, as needless to say, it was a very different time when you didn't have women that prominently in the legal profession and other professions, and 
I think that influenced the whole tone of the tribunal very much. Yeah. I mean, that, that high moral tone that was uh, adopted, yes. disapproving of the behaviour of Joanne Hayes. And what was the finding uh, against the Gardaí uh, by the well, tribunal? The, the Gardaí came out lightly enough, in my opinion. Uh, one area in which they were strongly criticised by Judge Kevin Lynch, the High Court judge who conducted the tribunal, was that they didn't do a proper search of the Hayes family farm. Uh, had that been done, it would have thrown a different light on the whole story. And quite possibly, Joanne Hayes would never have been charged with murder because here she had, as she had insisted herself from the start, that her baby was outside, concealed in the family farm and that she was not the mother of the Car Savine baby. And that was one area that the judge came down very strongly on the Gardaí about. Now, it took decades for Joanne Hayes uh, to get an apology, and it was only during the first tenure of Leo Vradker as Taoiseach that she got that apology on the part of the state, and uh, also an act, uh, the acting guard, the commissioner, uh, gave an apology on behalf of the, the Gardaí. Um, so we might have thought, uh, that's the end of that, but then last evening just before we retired and we're up in Belfast and we're just making sure there were no big breaking stories that we would need to add to our running order for today came the news that two people have been arrested in connection with the case that goes back 40 years yes I think it caught a lot of people by surprise uh, after 40 years you know with no development in the case people had given up thinking that there will never be anything about it but when the guards reopened this case a couple of years ago, um, a lot of people felt, yeah, they must have something new to go on. They focused again very much on the local area, down around Carstavine, South Kerry. And people did begin, to, and with advances now in DNA and everything else, and the whole you know, forensic science area, that people felt, yeah, the guards probably have something new to go on. There must have some new lines of inquiry. The guards kept uh, their mouth shut very much about it. They didn't reveal anything like that. But uh, quite probably, they had some new lines of inquiry to pursue. I know they've been pursuing an awful lot of different lines of inquiry. And that did say, well, that you would never know what's going to happen next. And uh, this development did come out, as, after, as I said, after so many years, that people had said they want this will never be solved. There'll never be any major development in this investigation. Uh, people were genuinely, I think, last night taken by surprise. Well, uh, Donald, uh, the uh, only details we have is that a man in his 60s, so therefore, if you subtract 40 years, um, a man in his 20s back at the time of uh, the death of the baby, a woman in her 50s, therefore a teenager at the time of uh, the death of the baby, uh, those people have been arrested no more. Um, do we know, nor I suppose, given it's a live investigation, should we say? But Donald, I presume you never thought you'd see a resolution to this after so many years. To be very honest, I did not, Pat. And uh, you know, and but I, I, as I said, that the, the reopening of the investigation a couple of years ago did give people, uh, you know, a glimmer maybe that. Yeah, there is something here that's after emerging again. Something new has come up. Someone has spoken. There's no, there's a new DNA angle and there's a new finding, you know. And um, at the time, the guards 
pretty well made sure everyone knew they, were, they had reopened the investigation. And I got the feeling personally at the time that uh, they wouldn't do this unless they had something pretty solid to go on and that they had some line that was well worth pursuing. Donald Hickey, former journalist with the Irish Examiner, one of the first journalists on the scene at the time. Donald, thank you very much for joining us.